Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What if it was possible to get local fresh groceries sent right to your door? You could read so much celebrity gossip with all that free time. Instacart connects you with a personal shopper in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. In times like this, leaving your house less is a win. You can shop multiple stores, get great deals, and receive orders in as little as one hour. Your shopper picks the freshest produce, and they keep your eggs safe as well. And for listening to our show, you can get free delivery on your first order over $35 by following the link in our show description. And you help support the show. So win-win. Instacart, never set foot in a grocery store again. Hey guys, welcome back. It's your girl Shanice and Destiny. We have a great show for you today. We um going to be talking about hair, so let's do it. Stay tuned. <laughs> Destiny, pay attention. We're recording the podcast. Oh my gosh, I am. All right, guys, like I said, we're back. Um, <laughs> we are doing this virtually again. Hopefully, this time it will be a little better. We know last week there was some issues with Destiny's mic, and we didn't realize that it, her mic wasn't being wasn't working until literally the last segment of the show. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um, hopefully, uh, we don't have that issue this time. Like I said, we're still working out the kinks. This is our third show doing it virtually. So hopefully... By the 6th and 7th, we'll be professionals. Well, <laughs> um, like I said, so we're going to um, be talking about hair today and our journey with hair and hair discovery. I don't know. <laughs> Every, I think, black girl has that, like, epiphany when it comes to their hair that, like, it's it's different than, like, if you're a white person with 
you know, growing up. Yeah. Your relationship with your hair. Um, like just starting for me. I mean, I, so a little background on me and destiny. Our mom is mixed. Um, she's mixed with white and black and then our dad is black. And so for the most part, I would say that we have a texture that is like in between four, I mean, three B, three C and maybe a little bit of four A. So like, it's not like kinky, kinky. Sorry, you guys. (laughs) She's playing with the cat right now. So, um, so it's not kinky, kinky hair, but it, it can be, it can get, it can get dry and tangled really easily. And so, and it's, it's also really thick. And, um, so, uh, growing up for me, my mom, because she's of mixed race, really never had like the same experience with hair that's a little bit more thicker, that's a little bit more kinkier. It's a little more kinkier, I should say. And, um, then, cause her hair is obviously a lot finer and the texture is just different. So growing up, she didn't really have any like, experience dealing with hair like mine i mean her mom braided her hair when she was younger but her mom never taught our grandma never taught her how to braid so like my mom didn't know how to handle my hair especially when i was younger and like when you're a black kid a a black girl you for the most part of your elementary like from as soon as your hair starts to grow past like your ears or something your your parents put your hair in hair in braids or plaits or whatever. And so um, my mom did not know how to handle my hair at that age. And I don't think that's just a mixed mom thing. I think a lot of moms probably, at least in my time growing up, I think that they just was like, it's uh, black hair is a lot of, a lot of maintenance to deal with. It's, it's not like you can't most of the time just wash it and go out the house or whatever. So yeah. So like I said, mom, she didn't know how to like handle my hair because of she just didn't have that experience. And I think a lot of black moms at that time had like the same feeling. I mean, like, you know, it's just hard to maintain black hair um, sometimes, you know. And so like at that point, you know, I remember my hair being like super long and thick. And I remember one of my favorite elementary school pictures was like one the one time that my mom let me go to school with like my hair blown dried out and like not in braids and stuff like that. And like it, my hair was down my back, but because of that, like, because my mom didn't know how to do my hair, she didn't know how to maintain it. She didn't know how to braid it. And it's, it could get really pricey to get your hair braided every three, you know, three, two, two to three weeks or whatever, you know? And so my mom did what a lot of moms did to black kids, black little girls, and she permed or relaxed my hair. And, you know, for people who don't know what a relaxer is, it is a chemical that is put into your hair that uh, changes the structure of a curl. So it makes it straight. So it will make your hair super straight and, um, and easier to flat iron easier to blow dry. Um, I don't know if it necessarily makes it easier to uh, braid, but I guess it can, but like it just, it's easier to manage, maintain. Yeah. Manage when your hair is relaxed for um, somebody who has kinky coily texture. And that was where my mom went wrong in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? 
When I was growing up, um, I think since she had a little more experience, um, I do remember getting a perm maybe like once. I don't think I got as a perm as many times as you did, but I definitely think I do remember getting a perm one time. But when I was younger, by that time, our mom was more like financially stable. So I got my hair braided like professionally a lot. Definitely like middle school, late elementary, I definitely always got my hair braided by somebody. So my hair didn't really, it wasn't as damaged, but I also wasn't really wearing it like just naturally curly. Mm -hmm. And then I definitely think like growing up, well, where we grew up at, it's pretty mixed like race or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, growing up, it was just kind of like looked down upon like to wear just like your hair like just naturally curly like it was kind of like that's untamed so a lot of times so it was a lot of just getting your hair done just so you would look more like tamed I guess yeah I I think I think yeah definitely this was before like the natural hair movement where everybody was like you know we're done you know kill the relaxers uh, relaxers are canceled and you know they were proud of wearing their natural hair like this is before that whole thing happened again you know um and I have to agree. I mean, even before, like with you, it was, you know, the town that we were in has had become a lot more mixed. But me growing up in elementary school, it was not like that, at least in the district, but the part of the district that I was in, I would every year up until I transferred schools in fourth grade, I was like one, the one black girl in the class. Maybe right. there might have been another girl but it was either me and one other person or me and one other black boy like I was it was just us and so you know (laughs) having that diff like I don't to me that made me quite apparent that I was different than my classmates was because I couldn't just come to school with a ponytail in my hair or or a ponytail or my hair just down like I had to go to school with braided hair or at that point my mom finally straightened it and so I you know I was able to wear my hair you know down or in ponytails but like for the most part it was either braided or whatever but I think I remember with you Destiny though you got technically I guess I remember my mom she did give you like a perm but then she like switched over to what was supposed to be the more healthier option which was a texturizer Mm, which is supposed to be like less I guess there's less lie in it or whatever I think that's the active gradient and relaxers I keep referring to them as perms because growing up that's what they were called in my household but perms and relaxers are technically different perms actually do the opposite they make your hair curly um but relaxers relax your hair so they make it um, straight and um and that was supposed to be like the better option than like getting a regular relaxer it was a texturizer or whatever. And uh, I just remember uh, like, yeah, I mean, getting them and then my hair got so short. I remember at one point, because that's what like relaxers do. Like they break your hair, like unless you're maintaining it every day, making sure you're putting on a scarf and all this stuff. Relaxers can do a lot of damage to your hair. I mean, it's like like, putting a chemical in your hair to like alternate, like alternate how it grows out of your head. And uh, if you're not good at maintaining your hair, then it will break off. And my hair broke off. Like I went from having hair that was like touching my butt to hair that was like just below like my chin, like hitting my chin. Like that's how, like in the time, like it didn't all happen at one time. Like I would say 
between getting my first relaxer probably like in third grade to about seventh grade, my hair got so sh- like was so short, like it was like at my chin or whatever. And yeah. because, you know, we didn't know how to handle, like we didn't know what to do with my hair. We didn't know like, you know, if it wasn't in braids, like I had to straighten, like I had to put it in a ponytail. I had to straighten, I had to flat iron, I had to curl. Like I, like my hair had so much damage from relaxers and heat to try to make it look, as you said, quote unquote, tamed so All that right. it didn't look, you know, nappy, you know, the term, which is like, I think, which is a word that people are taking back now. Like if you're, cause back then, if you said someone would had nappy hair, like that was kind of like an insult. It was offensive, now, yeah. yeah. But now it's like, you know, it's just, it's kind of, it's still not like the nicest thing to say to somebody, but they're taking it. They're kind of taking back the word as like, my hair is my hair nappy, but that's, that's, that's the culture. Like that's who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think I, yeah, I definitely remember going through like my hair breaking off. And at that point, I'm not even really sure what happened to my hair because like I said, I always had braids until I got older. And then when I got older, I finally did like, I straightened my hair. I got my hair straightened a lot more. And I just remember one specific day, I think this was when you first started your natural hair journey. I just remember you and mom just basically telling me my hair was very ugly. Okay, I don't think you guys said, like, your hair is ugly. <laughs> but you guys was like, Destiny, your hair is very damaged. And I remember you guys trying to convince me to cut my hair yeah. so that I could start it over. And I remember being like, I'm not going to cut my hair. But I think eventually, I don't remember if I cut it or eventually I just started going natural too. Mm-hmm. But I do remember in middle school, that's when I um first started like going natural and I would always wear my hair up in like a puff because mm-hmm. that's really all I knew how to do with my hair yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that because I think, well, I don't remember what happened. I think it was at that point, mom didn't know what to do, like, like what to do with your hair because like, you know, you didn't want braids sometimes, but then like you had straightened it and it wouldn't like. Lay, lay flatter. It was just always something wrong. Like, yeah, it, do it what you wanted to do. And I remember talking to her about it and being like, it's because it's so damp. Like, she needs to, like, not, she needs to start over. And I think that was like right around, like you said, that it was around the time that I did my quote unquote, quote, big chop, which was when I, uh, which was not really a big chop. I only got it, like, I just cut my hair into like a, um, a, a bob pretty much um because at that point i had stopped getting relaxers for about i want to say like a year mm-hmm. and so a lot of my hair had like a lot of the relaxer had grown out not all of it obviously but a lot of it had grown out but like there were the ends were still really like straggly and like clearly a different texture than the top of my hair so that's when i went ahead and Cause I knew I wasn't going to cut my hair bald. Like I wasn't going to go bald. Like I wasn't going right. to, I wasn't going to do a straight, I mean, a, a, a big chop where my hair was like super short or whatever. Like I knew I was never going to do that. So that's part of the reason why I let my hair grow out. And then, uh, and then I got it cut really short. And I think around that time I was like, Oh, I'm on this journey. I know what I'm she doing. She's going to make everybody <laughs> go natural. So going to you know, everybody on their hair. <laughs> I was like, so she, you know, she want her hair to grow long. I mean, look at this. Like she needs to go ahead and just 
cut it. And I remember we, yeah, we had to convince yeah, you. Yeah, I really think I actually got bullied into going natural because I think Denise <laughs> went natural and she wanted to take someone on the ride with her. And I got bullied I into knew, it. No, I just knew you were not happy with how your hair was and you yeah. wanted it to be longer and you couldn't, we couldn't figure out, you couldn't figure out why was it growing and i was like because she needs to stop getting relaxers <laughs> they're yeah they're killing her hair and so i mean yeah so after that we we you did i think go more natural and i feel like it to it made you stronger <laughs> because now i feel like you know how to do your hair and take care of your hair way better than i did at your age and still yeah, now like you know because it gave you, it gave you, you know, you started to figure out what's best for your hair. You learn how to style your hair. Like you, 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 you took it and you made it, you know. Yeah. Going natural is probably one of the best things I ever did with my hair because my hair has probably been the long, is the longest it's been like probably ever in life. And yeah. And I always get compliments on my hair and stuff. So I, I like being natural, but I don't think it was really my decision when it first started to happen. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. And my, my reasoning is kind of sad too. Like it wasn't necessarily, I don't know. It wasn't necessarily like something that I like had set on doing like originally, but I think what happened, so what happened was, it's kind of going to be sad, but so um, I used to get my hair relaxed all like all the way up until college. I mean, by, about junior year or see, junior sophomore year, like that's how long I like was getting my hair relaxed. Mm-hmm. And the lady who used to relax my hair, her name was Miss Shacky, and she, you know, she, she was a family friend, and so she used to do it all the time for me, either for free or for like cheap. Like I didn't have, and I was in college, you know, I didn't have, was making a lot of money. And so like she went and did my hair and she always used to tell me whenever I went to go get my hair done, that I needed to stop getting relaxed. She's like, your hair would be so pretty if you just stop relaxing your hair. Like you should just do it. But she would still relax because she knew that's what I want to do. That's mm-hmm. the best way that I knew how to take care, like how to handle and do my hair and stuff like that was to get it relaxed. And unfortunately, she passed away from cancer. And I remember the last time that I had spoken to her, I had talked to her, you know, we were talking about getting my hair done and stuff like that. And she told me, you know, that we, you know, she was trying to set something up for me to get it done. I remember it was like right before school starting back up and uh, she had to postpone on me. She canceled on me. And I was just like, I was cool. It was whatever, you know, and especially considering I was getting it done for free. Like I wasn't going to sit there and complain about someone not having time to do my hair for free, you know? And mm-hmm. so, and then I later found out that she um, was diagnosed with um, ovarian cancer. And so she got really sick and uh, she ended up passing away. And so as part of that, I never went back to anyone to get my hair relaxed. And I think in a part of it was because, you know, she always wanted me to do that for myself and she was the one who did it for me for so long. And I just was like, I I, I think I'm going to do it. Like, I think I'm going to stop relaxing my hair and just go natural because this is what Miss Jackie always wanted from me. And I, um, you know, I don't want to get it done by anybody else. And so 
I, I went natural. And I remember when I first was doing, like going, thinking about, you know, going and doing it, I was like asking everybody, okay, what kind of products do you use? How do you do this? How do you, I was watching so many YouTube videos on how to twist your hair, how to do Bantu knots, how to, you know, you know, all these other things I learned how to try to do. I did my own braids one time before, not successfully. Uh, I ended up having to get my college roommate to come and help me because I could not finish it. Um, but basically, I went on this journey by myself because my mom is natural, but but by by default, like yeah, by our like mom, <laughs> her hair texture is very um yeah, it's very it's not as thick as ours at all, yeah. and mm-hmm. she literally just washes her hair, throw moisturizer in yeah. it, and she can be out the door. Yeah, so it's like the she couldn't really relate like curls. Yeah, like it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like us. And so I had to like go on this whole thing by myself. And, um, and I mean, like I said, it, 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 it's all for the better because I do like how my hair looks now. Like I, I used to wear my, like over the summertime in high school, I would not get a relaxer all summer long. And I would wash my hair, go to the beach and I would wear my hair, quote unquote, curly, which was like. Crinkled. Waves, yeah, yeah. crinkles <laughs> when you have <laughs> a relaxer, and so I was just like taking in. So I was like, always thought that when my hair was washed and like not you know in the wavy form when it was relaxed, I always thought my hair was looked nice, and I liked it like that too. So it wasn't like, and so while I was like, you know, when I was going to relax, going natural, I was like, hopefully my hair texture is what I imagine it always being, and it, it. I mean, it is. I mean, it's like. I'm fortunate to, you know, enough to really appreciate how my hair looks now and stuff like that. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, it, at first, like I look at back at pictures when I first started going at natural and I thought that those first couple times I did twist or bantu knots, I thought I was doing something. I was <laughs> like, girl, honey, like it looks yeah. so sad and pathetic because my hair was still partially relaxed. Yeah. And so it was doing weird stuff, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just remember after that talk, I kind of went natural middle school and then uh, like towards freshman year of high school, that's when I kind of went back to straightening my hair. But at that time, I wasn't doing like a relax or anything. I was just getting my hair straightened. Um, So it's still damaging, but it wasn't as bad because I wasn't really putting chemicals in my hair. And then this is when I really went natural because I went to go get my hair straightened at the same place I always went to get my hair straightened. And I remember that time I wanted to cut my hair a little bit. Mm-hmm. She went, you know how hairdressers are. They go scissor happy. <laughs> yeah. And she went scissor happy with my hair and like cut it really short. And I just remember being so sad. And I remember mom telling me I look like a mushroom because I had it like <laughs> And so then I always had to wear it in the side part because I didn't want to look like a mushroom. Mm-hmm. And so then after that, um, our mom started going through stuff with her hair because she was getting her hair straightened like every two weeks, which mm-hmm. wasn't what she was normally doing. And so her hair became damaged and she had to cut her hair and off. Her hair was dyed too, I think. Was. Yeah, she was getting it dyed too. Yeah, she um, Like bleached, bleached and stuff. Yeah. So her hair was damaged and she had to do the big chop and she did like the big chop, big chop because our mom has always had long hair and she cut it off and it was really short. And then that's, I think when I finally was like, okay, I'm just going to go natural. (laughs) And it it was so, uh, looking back at it now, it was so ugly because Mm -hmm. it was just so short and 
my curl texture is it's kind of I have kind of tighter curls Mm -hmm. so it was just kind of like like it wasn't even passing my ears when it was wet (laughs) and but that's when I finally decided to go natural because mom kind of banned us from going to that um the Dominicans anyways so I wasn't getting my hair straightened Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's when I finally decided to go natural and that's when I learned everything and all the products I needed and everything and now I kind of I'm like a natural hair product Mm -hmm. hoarder I will go to the store and buy stuff I don't even know what it does and I'll (laughs) buy it just because I feel like it would work curly hair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And to go back to what Destiny said, Dominican hair salons, uh, there's nothing wrong with them. I still go to them every now and then when I want my hair to be straightened. Yeah, because they do it good. Yeah, they get it really straight. But the reason why it could be very damaging is because I don't know what kind of blow dryers they buy, but it's like max heat. Super (laughs) max heat, like to the point like- it yeah. burns you when you're like getting your hair blown dry and like you're getting like, burned. They blow dry it so straight that you could literally just walk out, walk out. just yeah. by getting it blow dry. Mm-hmm. They get it so straight. Yeah. And so and they'll they'll so the the ones that I've gone to anyways, where they'll they'll wash your hair, they'll put you on a underneath the dryer that's supersonic hot, and then mm-hmm. they'll take it out. Then they'll take you well first, okay, let me go back. So they'll wash your hair, they'll put it in rollers. Put you mm-hmm. on a supersonic hair dryer, then take you out of the hair dryer. Your hair is basically sh- almost straight at that point, even just taking them <laughs> yeah. out of the curlers. And then they blow dry it straight, which and makes they it, go in with the straight. Yeah, hair. and then they go in with the with the flat iron. So like, there's like three different types of heat, like times that you're sitting yeah. under like super hot heat, and it gets it it gets it straight. But it is very damaging if you're getting it done every two weeks. Especially when you're getting, like, colored and bleached because our mom's hair, well, now it's, like, a ginger color. But Mm -hmm. she was getting it bleached, like, kind of like a blondish type of color. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that was just a lot of heat. And then I was getting my hair done a lot by them. So, yeah, it it was a lot of heat. So, yeah, that's kind of what made me just decide to finally just go all the way natural yeah yeah so yeah and I mean and not to say that like you know I don't appreciate my hair being straight and I think that's the thing beauty about black hair is that like we can do so much with our hair like we can style it in so many different ways we can have it in its natural state by just washing and leaving you know putting the puff whatever going out then we can twist it and and braid it in different ways that make it come out curly or wavy or whatever and then on top of that you know you can get your kind of your braids you know your your box braids your uh cornrows your uh marley you know whatever you know whatever kind of different braid style there's out there and then on top of that you can still straighten it and it looks good and they all look good and they're all beautiful and um it it just sucks because you know going back to that word tamed is that like you know, it's definitely, we're definitely seeing a change in the movement. Like a lot more women are rocking their natural hair now. They're not getting relaxers. It, you know, we also see a rise in a lot more women getting weaves and wigs and stuff like that too. So it's not saying that there's not a demand for, you know, still wanting having straight, you know, European centric styles, hairstyles or whatever, but it's not, 
we're not like changing our own hair permanently to look that way anymore. You know? Yeah. Definitely. I think when I got um, to high school, I think that's also what kind of helped me decide like, okay, I do want to go natural is because Mm -hmm. that it was like, that's when a natural hair started becoming like a thing Mm -hmm. and people wanted to do their hair natural. And so it just kind of felt like, you didn't feel like an oddball out anymore because yeah. everybody was doing it. Mm-hmm. And like, it sucks because like, you know, certain braids and this also kind of goes into cultural appropriation. Like certain hairstyles that black women wear are, you know, there are ways for us to make, you know, keep our hair, you know, neat and um, looking good and making us feel confident, but still in the eyes of a lot of like, Society, like a lot of society, some of those hairstyles are unprofessional, like wearing braids mm-hmm. or wearing your hair out in like an afro or whatever. Like some co- companies and people see that still as untamed hair or people who wear dreadlocks. They think that that's unprofessional for, you know, mm-hmm. and so, and I shouldn't call them dreadlocks. They're called locks. Like people who yeah. wear locks, they, um, they can sometimes consider that unprofessional. Like just in the military, like you're not allowed to have locks in the military. And like, they've had so many people, uh, like they, they, they put so much restriction on how black women can wear their hair versus how white women can, which is really. Yeah. And it's just, and it kind of sucks just because like you said, like there's so many people get turned down for jobs and stuff like this because how their hair looks. But then, you know, like Kim Kardashian, you know, all these famous people wear their hair like that. And it's like, and it's it, yeah, it's box. Trendy. What did she call them? Boxer braids. Yeah, yeah. Because boxers wear their hair like that. That's, so that's why they called them boxer braids. Yeah. It's and like, it's just kind of like a slap in the face where it's <laughs> yeah. like. Black women been, have been wearing corn rolls. <laughs> yeah, it's it's corn rolls. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's kids at school who have been like told they can't wear their hair like that to school and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so it's just kind of like a slap in the face. Like, once again, you guys are taking from our culture, but you're not getting the, the downside of it. Yeah. Yeah. Not getting the downside of it, you're not giving us the recognition for it. You're renaming something that has been around forever. That's just like the whole thing. Also, with like Miley Cyrus, like everyone makes it seem like Miley Cyrus put twerking on the map. People, black people in the culture have been twerking since our ancestors. Like you know, like that is nothing new. Like, but because Miley Cyrus did in the music video, all of a sudden this is now trendy and cool, and all these people want to do it now or they want to parody it whatever yeah and I sometimes feel like white people just don't understand like the problem in it but for us like it goes back to our ancestors like a lot of these hairstyles and stuff we do goes back to how our ancestors did their hair and things like that and the meanings that they did like their hair with and stuff so it's just kind of like it sucks because Mm -hmm. It's like you guys are taking something that's actually important to us and making it hip, which is like, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it sucks because, yeah, like that reason. And 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 culture appropriation. So, like, people sometimes have a mixture of what culture appropriation is and what cultural appreciation is. To me, cultural appreciation is, is if you decide to wear boxer braids boxer braids now i'm calling it <laughs> box braids or you know your hair and cornrows or you decide to wear bamboo earrings or, you know you're trying to 
copy something that's in the black culture. If you're, uh, you know, you know, saying, "Oh, I know this is not from my," like you're, 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 you're explaining, or you're, I can't think of the word I'm trying to say, but like you're trying, like you actually, you get that this is not yes. your culture, and yeah, that this and you're is coming from somewhere else. And you're calling it what it's supposed to be called, and you're giving appreciation towards the culture that brought this in. Then that's different to me. But if you're ta- like you said, taking so uh, taking an element of our culture and then renaming it to make it fit your you know worlds and what you're making it seem like you created it, and that this hasn't been something that's going, and you're trying to make it trendy and hip because you think it's cool and stuff like that. Then that's where I think. The difference is between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation. Um, And so people have to be mindful of that. Like, you know, you just, you can't sit here and, you know, appreciate the the culture. Like I I take pride in being black. Like I'm, you know, I might not be the most down black girl y'all know, but like I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm like proud to be, you know, black because of how much, our culture has like influenced society, even though we don't always get the credit for it, you know, like with music, with fashion, with the way people talk now, like it's all, a lot of it roots back to black people. (laughs) A lot. Yeah. And even as I've gotten older, especially coming to HBCU, there's a lot of things that I didn't even know came from like black culture that, I've learned that this is actually like, this actually came from like black culture. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I feel like I'm fine with people wearing box braids and doing stuff like that. Like you said, as long as you understand and appreciate where it originally came from, then I really don't mind it. I don't think some stuff, I don't, I just don't think is the healthiest thing, even for like, like box braids to me is just like I don't think that's healthy for yeah. someone with such thin hair like yeah, most white people hair. Yeah. to do but I mean as long as you appreciate it and understand where it's coming from then I really don't have a problem with it yeah I don't have a problem with it either I mean to be in my full honest opinions some of the black hairstyles that some white girls or other people who are not black try to put in the hair just doesn't look it doesn't look right yeah Yeah. like you know so that like that's my only thing like you can wear it girl but i'm just letting you know it might not look look right on you right (laughs) exactly that's how you're you're, and i don't know if it's because like we're so used to seeing it on a black person and seeing it on somebody who's not black it just looks weird or because like because black people have a certain texture to their hair like it hair helps it makes it it look better it makes it look better you know and so uh yeah I I don't know but yeah like you said all the same like if you if you want to rock a hairstyle like I don't find it a problem because a lot of people try to go back and be like oh well you guys are wearing straight hair weaves that are blonde and blah 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 okay there's when a actually though. yeah <laughs> there's many black people who are born with straight hair because black people were the first race so we have a lot of different like there's so many different forms that's why some black people have bright blue eyes and mm-hmm. straight hair or lighter texture because we came, we're the first like real race, I guess. Yeah. So we just, there's so many different forms of it because when they moved all over the world and stuff, you know, your body had to adapt to where you were at now. Mm-hmm. So it's really 
it's not fair to say that because there are people that are born with straight yeah. hair. There's that. And also there's a difference because, and I'm now I can't think of the word. I know it starts with the A, but it's like, so black people had to, con- they didn't, they had to not, a, it's not appropriate, but they had to adjust to the times that they're in. So in the society and how society looked at them, society said that black hair kinky coily hair was not attractive so in Mm -hmm. order for a black person to quote unquote be successful in life they had to adapt their hair to the styles that fit the time and what was considered appropriate and professional which was the baseline of it being straight Mm -hmm. so we didn't do it because we liked the style we did it because we had to we that's how we needed to survive in this world and so there's a different we are not we're not appropriating we had to uh and now i can't think of the word but like we had to we had to adjust to our surroundings in order to survive in order to get jobs and yeah you know you had to you had to straighten your hair wasn't appropriate to wear your hair naturally curly and stuff or they would think that you were trying to stand up against something. You know, there was a whole other, like, all kind of things. And and now because of that's been so ingrained in our culture and who we are, it and even if we don't necessarily have to do it no more, it's so ingrained in society to wear weaves and, you know, and all this other stuff that now it's still we still do it to today, today even if we don't necessarily have to. And it's mm-hmm. all because at the end of the day, we made that look good you know what i'm saying yeah. so we're gonna keep doing it too like it it, it it's just what it, it is what it is i mean black people can literally rock almost Anything. every hairstyle no, yeah. I, feel that way too. <laughs> I feel just because like just like something about like black people's hair it's just so amazing to me that there's just so many different hair textures like mm-hmm. so many different hair textures and so many different ways you can do your hair it's just like I, I love yeah. it. Yeah, and some people's hair is like not all one texture. Like that's what I was like explaining in the beginning of the podcast. Like my hair in the front is a different texture than it is in the back. Like it's like mm-hmm. you know a different curl pattern than it is in the back. And part of that has probably to do with the sun. The sun hits you more on the top of your head, and therefore it does. Di- your hair in the front and in the top does something different in the back. But like you know, it is just. And in our family, I mean, between me and you, I mean, we have similar textures, but you're like you said, your hair is a lot more coily than mine is. Mm-hmm. Isaiah's is different than all of our like it's just so like every yeah. family is different and we all and we all have the same mom and dad. Like it's not like we have different parents. And so it's just just within our own family, we all have different hairstyles and textures and ways of how our hair grows and stuff naturally mm-hmm. out of our hair. And it sucks because black people get penalized for how their hair grows out naturally yeah (laughs) it's it's all the same reason why we get judged just on how we came out our skin color how we came out the womb like we chose to be this color we chose that our hair like i just right i was like "Mm, here i think i want you to grow out straight today like that's not how it works (laughs) yeah (laughs) and but you know all to say that is we there is a change in the air like a court. I, I can't tell you what the statistics is. Maybe I can look it up real quick about how many what the sales of relaxers are now compared to uh you know early two thousands even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think now is starting to be more normalized 
to have natural hair, like, I think, I don't want to say frown upon, but like, it's kind of like when you see a black girl still getting relaxers and stuff, it's kind of like, wait, what? Yeah, like, you don't you wear your hair natural? Girl. Like, you know, now like, I want to educate know. you on what you need to do. <laughs> And there are some women, some, you know, like everything, some people take it too far. So, yeah, there's some, you know, natural women who, you know, are women who wear their hair natural who are like now like these Nazis when it comes to being natural. And so, yeah, if they hear you're still getting a relaxer, they're like, girl, like, you know, (laughs) what Mm -hmm. is. And I definitely think, definitely by the next like generation, maybe like even like when you have kids, our children like if we have girls even boys you know you have to take care of their hair too it's like it's gonna be we're gonna know what to do how to take care of their hair and stuff and so like the farther farther it goes down the line it's gonna be much much more normal for you to have natural hair yeah and just a quick Google search on this one article that I found. It says, according to market research, hair relaxers fell 38% between 2012 and 2017. And it's estimated that in 20, that by 2020, relaxers will be the smallest segment of the black hair care market. So just for me, gotta go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the other brand? Was it, uh, Oh, yeah, Olive Oil, I think, has their own one, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dark and Lovely. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, Dark, Dark and, and lovely. lovely. I mean, I don't know. Does Dark and Lovely make other products besides relaxers? I don't know. I know I don't Just know. For Me does. I've seen um, I've seen other products for Just For Me. If it's even, I don't know. Yeah. Does Maybe. Oh, I think Dark and Lovely anymore? does hair color, too, like box color. So they do. They have box color. Yeah, Just For have. Me has, like a whole um curl line so because mm-hmm. i know them relaxers yeah. ain't selling no more <laughs> anyways all right so you want to um play your game, game that you got <laughs> okay let's do this Welcome to America's Favorite Game Show, Millennial versus Gen Z. The game show where millennials try to prove that they are the superior generation. What are you doing? I'm trying to sound like a game show host. Yeah, that's not working. Wow. Maybe we should just get right into it. Okay. Okay. Okay, guys, welcome back. So for today's game, it's kind of like um, a versus challenge, kind of. We're just going to be comparing different natural hair of like brands, but I'm going to try to keep them around the same price range because I feel like that's only fair, mm-hmm. even though I really don't know the price of some of these um, <laughs> brands. But I kind of know which ones are more expensive than others. Okay. So I think the first product we should start with is Cantu because I feel like everybody knows what Cantu is. So which one would you prefer? Cantu or, well, have you used the olive oil brand, the ORS? Oh, yes. I think that was like everyone's first brand that they use when they first go natural too. Okay. So I went on Walmart, so they're around the same range. Which one would you prefer? Cantu or olive oil? I I haven't used olive oil in a long time. Or 
But I, I would think I would prefer Cantu though. Yeah. Are we looking? Are we thinking just as far as like quality too, like versus? Or are we looking at like price? Like, am I telling you which one I think is cheaper, or <laughs> which no, one? quality? Like, which one? Quality. Oh yeah, because they're yeah, because they're about the same price. I think they're in the same like price range mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, I think for me, I think it would be Cantu. Um, I know some people say that it doesn't really work on their hair, but I was using that for a while and it seemed fine. Yeah, I, I like still. Yeah, I still use Cantu every once in a while. I like their uh their new hair gel they have. I like that hair gel. Um, I just feel like olive oil has a weird smell to it. I don't like yeah. how it smells, and it's mm-hmm. very heavy. Like it's mm-hmm. made me just my texture. It's way too heavy for my hair. It just weighs it down, and it doesn't look yeah. good. Yeah, it is thick. I mean, I know like they have like the squeeze bottle version. I remember mm-hmm. that's what I was using it, and it came out like yeah, like like lotion. I don't know. Like it was very yeah thick thick product but i used to really like i you used to really like their edge control or is edge control mm-hmm. when like back in the day um and yeah i was i was using their curling cream but uh yeah i do prefer king too like i said i think it's just like the smells better um it's a little bit lighter but yeah okay i agree so let's go to like shampoos so have you ever used carol's daughter I think I have once. I think mom used to have some, and I think I've tried it before. Okay. So let's do Carol's Daughter. And then you know that brand OGX? Yes. Okay. Yes. They're like in the, like the weird, like the weird shape bottle. Yeah. Yes. I Mm -hmm. used used them too. (laughs) I tried them too. Okay. And the reason why I so I tried OGX because my best friend at the time used to use OGX and she swore by it. Like she swore that it was like, yeah, really good. Lately, but. I've heard that there's something wrong with it, though. OGX? Yeah, but I... I oh, sorry. It's light. I sometimes use it, too. And then compared to... Wait, what did I say the first thing was? Carol Daughter. Let's just do shampoo. Have you used... You said you used shampoo, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I haven't used either one in a long time, but I think Carol's daughter costs more, doesn't it? So I would assume that that one was the better one. Yeah, Carol's daughter does cost more. Let's see. Well, the picture, well, the at Walmart, they're both around ten dollars. Oh, okay. Hmm. Maybe this is like the large bottle. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they're yeah, they're both around ten dollars. Um. I don't know. I for some reason I still want to say Carol's daughter because I feel like OGX is a little bit more of a all around products. Like I feel mm-hmm. like it's not necessarily catered to like black hair or curly hair. Like I think it's definitely. I mean, they have different versions of their shampoo like for different needs and stuff. But like mm-hmm. in general, I feel like it's a all around brand. Like it's not. It's yeah, I agree. I. I use Carol's daughter um, not very often because at like the beauty supply store, they're like expensive, mm-hmm. but um, I do like their products a lot more. I feel that, like you said, I feel like it's targeted to natural hair. Cause I know with the OGX shampoo, my hair gets dried out. Like I have to put mm-hmm. a lot of conditioner in it to make up for it. So mm-hmm. I agree with that one. Okay. Let's move over to conditioners. Have you used that Maui? Hmm. I got samples from uh, Essence Festival before, but I have sorry, I've tried the samples. Okay, and from yeah, 
Let's do Maui. These are kind of not the same price, but Maui and then Cream of Nature. I know you like Cream of Nature. Well, I've seen I, it. I, I, yes, I used to I've like use Cream of Nature, and I still have some shampoo and conditioner in. And we're looking talking about conditioner now, or mm-hmm. conditioner. Um, I do have it still in my bathroom, but I stopped using it. Not because I didn't think it did a good job, but because it is really thick formula too. And literally in the shower, I'm like having to squeeze it between my thighs to get the product (laughs) out of the bottle. Like that's how thick it is. (laughs) And it's so annoying because you're in the shower. Like you're not trying to, I don't know. It's like, it seems like it's a slip hazard to me. Like I'm working so hard to get that product out of the bottle. I don't know if it's the bottle, if Mm -hmm. it's the formula. I don't know. Something needs to be redesigned. And so I like kind of like stopped liking it because of that reason. Not because it necessarily did anything bad to my hair. Or anything like mm-hmm. that, but because it was just so hard to get out of the bottle. I'm like, this is so inconvenient. I don't like this. Um, so, um, and I felt when I first got it, when I first started using it, and I was using the curling, when I, I think the first product I used was the curling cream. So it wasn't the sh- shampoo and conditioner. Mm-hmm. I really liked it because of how thick it was, but that was really hard because it was also in a squeeze bottle too. And it was really hard to get that product out. And, um, and I, and so that's why I, I liked the curling stuff. And that's why I got the shampoo and conditioner. But then as I'm using the shampoo and conditioner, I'm like, I don't, why, what, why, why is this so hard to get out of the bottle? Um, so that's my um, rant about them. And then Maui, I, like I said, I tried them, a sample packet of them through, that I got mm-hmm. from the Essence Festival. And I actually did like it. I wish I had more to like really say that it was good but like i i liked it i liked how it felt i felt like it was very conditioning and stuff but i only had like a little sample so i couldn't even say for sure like if that's you know something like worth going back to but the little sample i tried i actually liked it so um for me i'm gonna go with maui just based off of the sample that i had and yeah i've tried um i've tried uh cream of nature and yeah, like you said, it really is thick, and I really don't like how it smells either. I don't mm. know. And Maui, I've only tried like it of like maybe one time, but um, I think yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Maui too because I liked. I think it was very hydrating for my hair. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this brand I do not know how to pronounce. Um, it's like mealy my you know what i'm talking yeah, about milani yeah i know what you're talking about yeah. i don't know how to pronounce it either mm-hmm. yeah i've them? met the owner of that of that brand before but anyway oh really mm-hmm. that's cool there that brand and uh shea moisture okay i'm gonna go milani malini whatever the product is mm-hmm. called, um because uh that's what i'm using right now and um I will say that like the first time I used the shampoo conditioner, all the products, the curling cream, the the leave-in conditioner, I did a twist out and it was like the best twist out I've ever had. I had so many compliments. Everybody's like, mm-hmm. what? Like, what did you do to your hair? Like, what did you put in? Like, I and it, it, it turned out so good. And I was like, I, I just tried some new products. So I do, I I really like them. Shea Moisture's, I I I've tried them before, but they're nothing to like scream home. Like you know, they're they're yeah, they're basic to me now. I mean, and they used to be like the brand that everybody loved when like the whole natural movement was starting and stuff. Yeah, when I first went natural, I used Cantu, but then um, 
I used Shea Moisture because one of my best friends at the time used Shea Moisture and she swore by it. But um, I just feel like Shea Moisture, it doesn't do anything for my hair. And I just feel like I have to use a lot of it to get what I want. And Shea Moisture is not, um, it's not cheap. cheap. Uh-uh. To be going back to store every other week to be buying hair products. Yeah. So I did like it, but it just wasn't worth the price for me. So I will mm-hmm. go with the um Malia or whatever you call it. Because mm-hmm. I have like a mask from them and some conditioner and stuff from them. And I really like, I really mm-hmm. like their hair stuff. Yeah. And that one, I, I'm hoping she still owns, she's the majority owner, but she is owned it is black owned. Um, it's a woman and her husband. And, um, so that's nice, you know, and they're, they, I remember I met her at a PR event or whatever. She was one of the, um, vendors there. And like now she's in like major retailers and stuff like that. So she, they're, they're doing good. And I do like them. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, Shea Moisture though. I will say I used to use Shea Moisture's like skincare line. They're, mm-hmm. they're, charcoal one that they had and I did used to like that I mean I still kind of have it I still have like the toner or whatever that I use every now and then I do like mm-hmm. I did like that but yeah as far as their hair products I'm yeah they're they're pricey I think for no reason yeah same oh um have you tried pattern by Tracy Ellis Ross yet Mm-mm. I didn't even know Tracy Ellis Ross has a natural hairline mm-hmm. it's called pattern Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's um, it's okay. I I tried it. I did like the small bottles because hers is pricey, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and the crazy thing is her like her business model was like I'm making like a I wanted really good hair products that are affordable, but they're actually really pricey. Like you you have to like either at Ulta, I think mm-hmm. I just saw that maybe now they're at Walmart now too. No. Yeah, Taraji P Henson came out with um. Some natural hair products too, and I looked on her website. Hers are really affordable, actually. But I yeah, haven't so tried. Like them. She has a, um, like a shampoo, like a travel size shampoo conditioner and like curling cream set that they're like small. They're smaller bottles for twenty four dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know that they're like I think they're like the they're like twenty dollar shampoo and conditioner. <laughs> So oh, that like is that. not affordable. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, and they have come in different sizes. Like, she has like like the really big ones that you like see at like the um, like at salons, like the the bulk kind or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. like one of her conditioners for medium, the medium condi- conditioner for because she has different tight kind like one for like really tight curls and then one for like medium curls and one for like really light curls and like the medium conditioner for um is $25 and it's a 13 ounce bottle <laughs> 13 <laughs> ounces oh yeah no 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 <laughs> and then yes. a 29 ounce one like the big one the 29 ounce one is $42 so yeah it's not it, I tried it before just because like, you know, Tracy Ellis Ross and I like love her, but mm-hmm. um, it was, it was fine. And the conditioner was really conditioning. It was very thick. I liked it. Kind of felt like almost a mask, but, mm-hmm. um, but it, it actually came out of the bottle easy. unlike cream of nature. <laughs> um, but, but, um, yeah, I think we're getting them all. The only other one I saw was that Camilla Rose brand. 
Have you seen that brand? And it's like a girl. Oh, well, I haven't used that either then. But um, yeah, so um, that brings me to the end of my game then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other ones. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've tried. I definitely have an evolution of things that I've tried. I like there was this one brand that I used to buy that was like at a mall kiosk and it was fine, but it was expensive and I could not afford that habit. So <laughs> yeah, I've um, tried, but- I've tried a lot of brands, but um, I think like the most expensive brand I've done is um, what is that called? We was just talking about it. Oh my gosh. My memory. Mm-hmm. What is that thing called? Whatever. Um, that we just Carol's about. daughter. There you go. Oh, okay, <laughs> Carol's daughter. I think is the most expensive thing I use, and I really did like it. But it was just is it is expensive. Mm-hmm. That's a if I have the money type of buy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Destiny. That was cool. I mean, so I hope uh, anybody who's deciding to go natural already natural and is looking for some new products. Those are some of our opinions about um some products that are out there that are um affordably priced right now so um but i guess we can go into hot topics now (laughs) destiny i love pop culture no i love pop culture no i i love pop culture i love pop culture no i love pop culture i love pop culture okay let's just do hot topics All right, so for our first topic, uh, welcome to Hot Topics. <laughs> we have uh, Daniel Kaluuya um, on controversies over Black Brits portraying prominent American Black Americans in film, um, and he uh, kind of addresses the drama with uh, Lakeith and Charlemagne the God on The Breakfast Club. So Daniel Kaluuya, who, if you don't know, he played in I think his most notable role is um, the guy from Get Out. Um, but he is in a new movie called um, The Judas and the Black Messiah, which also stars Lakeith Stanfield, which I think a lot of people may know him from um, Atlanta, the show Atlanta. with um, Donald He was Lee. in Get Out, too, though, right? He was. He was in Get Out. He was the guy that... Um, the first guy that the died. Picture, yeah, and he like woke up for a second. He was in that as well. Um, so, yeah, so he is... Daniel Kaluuya is playing Fred Hampton, in this movie and he is i mean you know the credits are saying that this is a really great movie and that he completely embodied the chairman um chairman fred who the who the movie is about he was a civil rights leader in the black panthers mm-hmm. um and so he Danny Kaluuya is a, a british uh black actor and a lot of people have had issues with brits playing um famous american um black heroes because they feel like that should go to a black American. Mm-hmm. And so um he kind of spoke on that and he just said on the he was on the breakfast show um dang the breakfast club. Sorry, I couldn't from having a brain fart on what the name of their show is called. They're all he was on the breakfast club and he said, I'm listening to them. I'm not trying to say anything to them. I'm listening. He said during the Power 105's The Breakfast Club, I feel like I'm in a position where I'm about union 
Like if someone's feeling a way, I'm going to listen. I'm going to find out how we can come together. And if that's how they feel, there's been a history of people ignoring and dismissing what Black American people have are feeling and what they are expressing. I'm not going to contribute to the culture. So if they're feeling a way, I'm going to listen. I'm here to unite. If they don't want to unite with me, then cool. I feel like, well, first let me start saying those two actors that they have in that movie, like, I feel like they pay really good actors because, um, especially the guy, what would you say his name was? The Keith Stanfield or Danny Kalua? Danny, Daniel Kalua. He is a very diverse actor. And mm-hmm. I feel like he, I, he's a good actor. But, anyways, other than that, I feel like, um, I mean, I guess in a way I get where they're coming from. But I feel like if you're black, you're black. Like, I feel like no matter where you go in the world, you're going to pretty much deal with some of the same things. Racism, yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's not like he's a Caucasian man out here playing yeah. <laughs> a black person. Like, he's black at the end of the day. And he can still feel the same feelings that any other black person feels from America or not. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think people are being a little too sensitive, but at the same time, I agree, you know, you know, it would be nice to see an American, a black American play this role or whatever. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, it's like, he's a good actor. Like, and he, I think when it comes down to it, they wanted to be, pick the per- person that would most embody um, this character and this person in real life, you know? So like, it didn't really matter that he's from Britain or not because he just is a, and a he's an established actor who they wanted to play this role. So like, despite from where he's from, he's established good actor, he's black and he did really well playing this character. And so I think that's all what really matters. I mean, like just trying to think, I mean, I guess they could have picked up a, an unknown actor who's up and coming and give him his chance or whatever. But like out of all the black actors that are out there in Hollywood, American black actors right now, like they're, you know, who was established, Daniel has a resume. So why not him play the role? Like, I just don't, I know a lot of people have felt the same way when, um, I forget her name now, but she was um, the lady who played Harriet Tubman in the Harriet movie. They felt the same way. They didn't like that she was um, a British woman playing um, Harriet Tubman. And I don't know. I Honestly, I, I, I just feel I like, just, aren't you guys happy that we have stories of black, about these black heroes? Exactly. Like, like, I'm pretty sure Harriet Tubman is just happy to have a movie. I don't think she yeah. <laughs> cares where the black actress comes from right like in the big span of thing like where does it matter where the actor was born like you know right as long as the story's being told um but while he was also on that um interview uh jam uh charlamagne the god asked daniel if he looked at lakeith differently for playing william o'neill too well um and daniel asked him um why if the question stemmed from an ongoing beef with him and Lakeith and Charlemagne said he never had an issue, but he does feel like he was born to play that role. 
And of course, Daniel kind of shut it down before it got any further than that. But Lakeith responded by saying on a post, he said, hoes, that's what hoes do. Get sunned by reality. Get off me, bro. You lame. Daniel ain't no idiot. Leave me be dog and find somebody else. And so like, I guess what the beef happened from like 2019, uh, Charlemagne has like this segment where he gives someone the, the title of donkey of the day. And he gave Lakeith the, that title one time because he said that outlets like the breakfast club is our anti-black and um and so that's why i guess charlamagne, charlamagne and god gave him that title mm. but uh daniel was saying that like well lakeith has gone on to and said that like this that role was really hard because i guess um the character that he's playing is an informant trying to like break up or get the black panthers in trouble and it was really hard for him to play that because he that character was against, you know, everything that he actually stood for in real life and had to go to therapy because of how like it was like messing with him like that. So um it, it's I don't know. It's I haven't seen the movie, but I have heard it's really good. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, really I want to see it. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, I mean both of them great actors. You know, give them all their roses. So who who cares? <laughs> yeah. We're the same. Um, and so, uh, moving on to some other good news, Naomi Okasaka wins her 2021 Australian Open and claims her fourth Grand Slam title. Um, so she uh, is becoming the new tennis queen, and she um, defeated Serena Williams during the semifinals earlier this week. And now she reigns supreme as she just won the 2021 Australian Open. Um, she's a 23-year-old tennis star with her second Australian Open, her fourth Grand Slam title. She defeated Jennifer Brandy in a 6-4, 6-3 in women's singles final and under a half an hour, which I don't know how to play tennis, don't know the rules of tennis. I'm assuming that's really great since they <laughs> said that this score was done within a half an hour. So congratulations to her. Um, and she, Naomi is 4-0 in major finals, making her the first female tennis player to start her career that way since Monica Sales, who did it 30 years ago. Um, yeah. So she's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, I don't, I don't know anything about tennis, but she's amazing. And I love what she stands for. And that's, so I, that's. Yeah, that's good news to hear this lovely Black History Month. Yeah. Yes. And if you guys don't know, Naomi is half Japanese, right? And half mm-hmm. Haitian. I think her dad's mm-hmm. Haitian or he's from the Caribbean. So she's half Japanese, mm-hmm. half black or whatever. And um, so, yeah, I mean, go ahead, girl. Represent right. you. And she's going to be representing. Well, she's supposed to represent Japan um, in the Olympics, the Summer Olympics. But um, hopefully she'll still get to do that when they bring the Olympics back finally. Um, and so, yeah, she's like I said, she's just so humble. She's so um, grateful too. like, you know, Serena Williams is her like idol and she's beat her twice now. And I know. Like, and each time she's just like, you know. She takes it in such – she just takes it with so much grace and respect. And, like, it's never, like, you know, it's just a – it's just – it makes it seem like it's such a friendly competition. And, like, they elevate each other. Like, you know, she – I think wanting to be her idol and wanting to, to play against her has just made her a a better player overall. Um, 
but yeah, so it's 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 great to see. Like I said, this young woman, she's very young. She's only twenty three, and um, her boyfriend YBN Corday congratulated her on her big win. He said he didn't really know who she was. He didn't know that she was a big tennis star until he started dating her. He said that's just he's never been into tennis, and uh, except you know he, all he knew about tennis you know was Ver- uh, Venus to Serena just because of. That's whoever. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but he's super proud of her and happy. He shot her out on um uh on his, like I said, his IG. Yeah. So. It's just so weird to me that that's her boyfriend. Like, yeah, I know. So weird to me. <laughs> but I yeah, he's a rapper for some reason, but mm-hmm. hey, cool. But he's <laughs> very supportive of her um her career, and that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah. Okay, so last story I have for you, which has been everywhere, which already has been speculated, but it is official. Kim has filed for divorce from Kanye, and it is reported that there's some mixed reports that he's doing fine, like it's amicable, but then there's some other reports saying that he's not doing well after with the split. Um, so after weeks of speculations and last-ditch effort, family vacations, um, Kim and Kanye have filed for, for divorce after seven years of marriage. They have four kids, North, Saints, Chicago, and Psalm, all ranging in between the ages of seven and one. Um, it is reported by TMZ that Kim Kardashian has filed divorce filed to divorce Kanye after almost seven years of marriage, but um, sources are saying that it is an amicable divorce as it can be. Kim is asking for joint legal and physical custody of the four kids. Um, Kanye was fine with joint custody agreement. And we're told both Kim and um, Ye are committed to co-parenting together. There is a prenup and, and we're told neither party is contesting it. In fact, our sources are saying that they already are far along with reaching a property settlement agreement. Um, you know, it's clear that last year uh, things got pretty rocky between the two. Um, Kim flew to Wyoming where Kanye has decided to pretty much live full time last year. And after his shocking rant and pre- um, presidential rally where he aired out their abortion business, and um and some and some stated other controversial beliefs and uh i don't know if you remember there was like pictures of kim um and kanye in the car and it looked like they they were having an intense argument where she was crying and stuff um so i mean a lot of people are not surprised because of just like you said last year with everything that happened what he said like he she's been dealing with a lot of his like ups and downs as far as his um you know, bipolar disorder and stuff like that, which is, I mean, that's not to take lightly. Like it is very, I'm sure very, very hard to deal with somebody who is dealing with something like that. And then on top of that is like on and off wanting to get help on it. Like, so it's like, you know, that's my thing. It's like, I'm pretty sure she's not, they're not getting a divorce because he has bipolar. I'm pretty sure it's because from what I understand is he doesn't really want to get the help or he's not getting the help he needs and you know she has four kids and I'm pretty sure she doesn't want to deal with four kids plus her estranged husband if that's what estranged means I don't know yeah. I feel like it fit good mm-hmm. in that sentence her estranged <laughs> husband and you know and then just being the Kardashians and how they don't really spill their business out like that I I I knew it was coming and I don't know. I just feel like that sucks. They have four kids together. They've yeah. been together for seven years and 
you know, like her whole makeup brand, KK, K, K, W. Yeah. So like, you know. Yeah. I, and know. I wonder if she's going to keep that name. If she's going to turn to K. I hope she does. I don't. Yeah. I think she kind of needs that W because KK is okay. what it's supposed to KKK. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, mm. Yeah, it says that in that insiders explain that Kim was just tired of waiting. She's, she tried to give it a chance. She wanted to do it last year. She gave it plenty of time, but it's just time to move on. And, you know, before you start thinking that this has something to Jeffree Star, um, there was no affairs. No one did anything bad. They just grew apart. Um, and like I said, some people are saying that everything is amicable and they're, they're doing fine. But then um, other sources are saying that Kanye is not doing well. They said he is anxious and very sad. He knows that the marriage is over and there's nothing that he can do that can be done right now. He also knows what he is losing in Kim. Um, and they say Kim is definitely sad, but she feels confident in her decision to divorce him because she knows that's what's best for her and her family. She's already felt like she's been divorced for months now. It's been a long time coming, and she's relieved to be able to finally move on. Um, however, a secondary source is saying that Yeezy is upset about it deep down. He didn't want to go through with the divorce, but agreed it was for the best. The same source continues. He wishes they could have made it work. They came to agreements on all fronts. And Kanye was understanding of Kim's wishes. So uh, one of the things I think that they're going to probably have like a contention about, though, um, as far as property goes, is that the house in Malibu. Is it Malibu? Uh, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. The house in um, Calabasas is... Um, the, she actually, oh, I, this is weird, agree, weird arrangement. She owns the land that the house is on, but Kanye owns the house itself. And so she wants, um, <laughs> she wants that property because that's where her kids go to school and everything. That's where they live full time. And so, uh, there's going to be interesting to see how that's going to work out. Why them. would they do that like that? I, I don't know. That's weird to me too. I like, maybe she likes the land. And he was like, "Okay, well, you buy the land, and I'll I'll, I'll buy the house." Because I mean, so what is he gonna do? Just uproot the house to another? I don't, like, I that don't know. Future. I don't know. I I think that they have to come to an agreement that she gets to keep both the land in the house. I don't know. I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, if that's your kid's home, like, why would you take away your kid's home? But you know, I hope she redecorates that house. Yeah, is that I the house that's like a museum? Yeah, I slick do feel like maybe that was definitely Kanye's style, but Kanye. um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you know, a marriage can only take so many hardships mm-hmm. before it's over. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I see Kim Kardashian like getting remarried or anything like that. Like, shoot, I don't know. I mean, she's. This is her third marriage, so it yeah. So hopefully, maybe this one will be like, okay, maybe marriage is just not for me. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, I want to know like what her, how like her style is going to change up too. Because you know, Kanye like influenced her a lot with mm-hmm. how her brand, how she dresses, like the min- minimalistic style, like that they've like kind of adopted, I feel like it's all like a w- Kanye. Like in some interesting, yeah. like you said, like, is she going to redecorate how she's going to dress? Is it going to be if, different? Yeah. Like, if they're still going to, um, you know, is she still going to on the show, they wear a lot of like his Yeezy stuff, his clothes mm-hmm. and shoes. Is that still going to be going on or is it going to kind of be like, mm-hmm. you know, 
mention it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're know. just very, they're very, I don't know. They're very private, but public people. And like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that was, I think she's one of the things I was reading is that she's, that she's doing fine. The only thing she is worried about is her privacy throughout this whole thing. Because like you said, they, they're very good at picking and choosing what they want the public to know about them. Exactly. And um, when it comes to her marriage, like she's always been very private. Yeah. Even, even after he's had his episode, she kind of only said like, you know, even after he put the whole abortion business out there that he has mental illness and mental illness is real. She never really addressed the whole abortion thing or anything like that. So it's just going to kind of be weird to see what, well, I mean, I guess there's not really a show anymore, but. Well, you know, they have like a deal with Hulu now, so they might have yeah. a show on there. So we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I guess at this point, this is the best time for her, for her to get her divorce because she doesn't have her show. She doesn't have to talk about it and she doesn't have to broadcast it to the world or have it be filmed or anything. So she can just take care of it behind closed doors and stuff. But mm-hmm. I do feel, though, like if Kanye and Kim didn't work out, I don't know who else is going to fit. Because I feel like, like they're me, the most... Yeah. Narciss- narcissistic whatever narcissistic yeah like that's what no I one's said. Love I them, so. like they they were meant for each other because they're the both so narcissistic so you know bougie bougie and and you know they love the public guy like they just seem like they fit each other's lifestyles so it's gonna be like who who would fit a kardashian's lifestyle yeah, yeah exactly after like so I don't know. But anyways, that's all I have for you this week. Um Yeah. <laughs> How's everything going on at school? Give give everybody an update, Des. <laughs> um, doing good. You know, mm-hmm. I work now, so Yeah. Trying to balance it all, but mm-hmm. it's going good. That's good. Well, we're good over here on the home front as well. So uh but I think that's it for this week's episode. So, uh, you know, we appreciate everybody listening and um, continuing to listen. Um, again, as always, give us five stars on Apple um, Podcasts. Um, don't forget to subscribe um, wherever you're listening to. Share with your friends. Let the world know about us if you enjoy the show. Yes, thank you. And make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at 2 gens one pod Yep, and so um, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.